0: You're listening to a Bridge to Balance podcast, where we take on the most current mental health issues, have an open dialogue, and offer ideas to help create a bridge to finding your balance. I am Kim Finney, a licensed therapist and social worker.
1: And I'm Julie Furtis, and I'm also a licensed therapist and social worker. We're the owners of Bridge to Balance, and together we have over 40 years of experience in mental health.
0: Our purpose is helping to support others in their personal journeys. We look forward to sharing today's topic
1: with you. So welcome back everyone to a Bridge to Balance podcast and welcome to any new listeners that may be joining us today for the first time. We are really excited to have with us today a clinician from Bridge to Balance. Tiffany Padilla is here with us and she's gonna be talking about how to Treat yourself and self-care, which is a really important topic right now in, in our world with the pandemic and all of the other stresses that we deal with day to day. So welcome, Tiffany. Yeah, thank you for having me. So
0: when you hear the phrase, treat yourself, what comes to <laughs> mind for you?
2: I feel like I think of two different things when I think of treating yourself. On the one hand, I kind of see it as maybe going above the limits of what you normally would do for yourself. So whether that's spending a little extra money on a material item or taking yourself on a vacation, but then on the flip side, maybe it also just means doing something for yourself throughout the day or throughout the week that is just for you. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. So if you would share with our listeners, what's something that you do, you know, to kind of that goes above and beyond, you know, what you would normally do for yourself that you consider treating yourself?
2: Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is my nails. That's like the one thing I make sure I try to do for myself every two weeks. And so treating myself might be getting a more fun design and spending that extra 15 or so, um, or just going and getting some food for myself and having a a meal by myself, things I like to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I know for myself,
2: um, walking is something
0: that I do. Not only is it good for exercise, right, but also um, it's a place where I can kind of be away from, like, the stresses you know of my day even people (laughs) 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 that uh you know that just not per se them right but just you know the natural kind of happenings of the day Mm -hmm. and and it's like a quiet time for me to just kind of be alone and kind of you know uh center Mm -hmm. and refresh
1: how about you julie yeah, it's funny. I'm thinking about it too. And it's, there are lots of different ways that we can treat ourselves. And I think for me, I, I think instinctively, I was like, oh, well, it's always a treat when I get some sushi for dinner. <laughs> um, but, but also too, I, I think I think about self-care and mm-hmm. whether it's making time to exercise in the morning mm-hmm. or, you know, just, um, you know, taking care of myself in terms of um like you know doing my nails or things like that so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting cuz mm-hmm. definitely lots of lots of different things come up but yeah. peace and quiet that's that is a treat <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like even in this room right and for our listeners um that they're probably thinking there are like bigger things that I do for myself, right? Um, and then there are like smaller, quieter mm-hmm. things, yeah. you know, that I that we do for ourselves to treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as relates to um, treating yourself and the group um, that will be running here at Bridge to Balance, mm-hmm. and that you, Tiffany, will be leading. Um, can you talk about the reasoning behind why this group
2: was created? Mm-hmm. So I think the main reasons behind this group and the motivation behind it is because I feel like now more than ever, we're seeing a real rise in depressive symptoms in teenagers as well as anxious symptoms, um, especially social anxiety. So I feel like these times are challenging for everybody, but especially on the younger kids and there's it's just created more of a need for them to figure out different ways of going about taking care of themselves and coping mechanisms, stress release and things of that nature.
0: hmm so you are a clinician here that works with children, adolescents, as well as adults, mm-hmm. um, but um, speaking specifically to teens, because this group is um geared towards teens. What have you heard even, you know, from clients mm-hmm. that you have and are working with are are the stressors specifically that they're, the shared stressors that they're experiencing as a result of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and that impact. And also what would be more like developmentally like typical Mm -hmm. outside, whether we had a pandemic going on or not. Um, But I think we can't put those things or separate those things apart, right? But both are there Mm -hmm. and they're interacting with one another. So what are you hearing?
2: I think the two biggest things that have come out of my work with the teens so far is one being a lack of motivation. So a lot of them feel like they're living the same day every single day, um, especially with this virtual setting, just kind of rolling out of bed and going right onto a laptop for eight hours a day. Um, So they're finding their days to be very repetitive and it's caused a real hit on their motivation. And They're saying things like, what's the point in each day? Like, what's the point in going to school versus what can this day bring? Mm. And so that's what I'm seeing along with the social piece of it. So teenagers developmentally, your friends are your everything. And um, that's really important for teenagers. And I understand that. So Going through lockdown and quarantine and having that really big piece taken away from them was really hard on them. Um, And then trying to transition back into this new normal has been challenging as well. And like I said, it's created real social anxiety for those kids that were isolated for so long. Mm. And as we record this podcast, Mm -hmm. um,
0: kids are back. Some kids. Yeah. Um, some teens are currently back to learning virtually mm-hmm. whether that's because the school as a whole has made right the decision because of the rampant um, spread mm-hmm. of the virus right now to go back online or if a kid has now c- contracted mm-hmm. right COVID and is now quarantining yeah. um, that they're back online. You know, so it's like, right, a year yeah. and a half ago, right, uh the experience. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard and th- and because it's happening real time, mm-hmm. right? Have you heard anything from kids like that feel like, "Oh my gosh, it's happening
2: again." Yes, absolutely. So, pretty much all the kids I'm working with have been going in and out of this virtual setting. Some kids are only doing virtual for half a day, and then the other kids are doing it all day long. Um, And so I've had the conversation with them of, how does that feel to know that you're maybe going back into what kind of brought you here in the first place? Um, And it's really concerning to them. They're worried about if this is going to continue the way that it has. And so I've tried to have the conversations with them about what they can do different this time. I've Mm -hmm. tried that with all my teens, and they've listed various things. But overall, yes, they're they're pretty concerned about the future as far as school goes. Mm Mm-hmm. So can you
0: speak more to the social like difficulties that teens are experiencing? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it, for example, that their group of friends that they had that they felt really connected and secure with, um, that that shifted as a result of virtual like learning and therefore kind of isolation mm-hmm. because they weren't you know interacting as much and therefore it just naturally had like an impact on those yeah. relationships and when they've come back it hasn't kind of like automatically just mm-hmm. kind of reverted to what it was um, so have friendships shifted as a result? are there are kids feeling still worried or concerned about hanging out, you know, Mm -hmm. in the midst of, you know, COVID still happening. So can you speak to kind of the what you've heard about the Mm impacts socially? Mm -hmm.
2: So what I've been able to gather from the teens that I work with is that Lockdown was very challenging in the sense that they weren't having that in-person interaction with the kids that they're used to being around every day. And so they feel like that almost hindered their social skills. Mm -hmm. And so coming back into this in-person setting was shocking to some of them. And they maybe felt like they didn't know how to go about certain social situations in the ways that they were comfortable with before. Um, And also just that feeling of... Worry when it comes to interacting with people nowadays, am I going to get sick after talking to this person? Or am I going to get sick after going to the store or something like that? So it also kind of creates that other level of anxiety in them of mm-hmm. kind of worrying about all in-person interactions nowadays. And I think that affects us as adults too. Mm.
0: So there's some even loss of skill as mm-hmm. a result, like a feeling like I don't know how to do this. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, As well as anxiety, worry Mm -hmm. about um, if I am social, Mm -hmm. I might get sick. Mm -hmm. Yes
1: and it's it's really interesting too because it's so you know if we think about it right and just how we adjust or adapt and how again if you look at kids who tend to be a little more isolated in general right and that becomes comfortable and then it's you know kind of takes some time to get back in mm-hmm. and and maybe some kids had really been working on that right making some progress and then to now you know, we're a little bit more back into isolating a little bit more or maybe not being as social and together, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, I would imagine would be really hard Mm -hmm. to then, you know, kind of retreat and then the work, so to speak, that's going to be done to get back out there Mm -hmm. uh, when things calm down again.
2: Yeah. And it's also challenging because their schedules are changing by the day. So one day they're in person, the next day they're only in person for half the day, and then the next week they're completely home. Mm-hmm. So it's just very unstable right now, which with kids, they rely on consistency and structure, so it's really challenging for them.
0: Yeah. And anxiety being higher, yeah. The kind of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what have, you learned, um, as a clinician and maybe even personally, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we all have been going through this, right. Um, that maybe you can, you know, uh, share, but what have you learned more specifically about effective ways to manage
2: stress over the last almost two years, Mm -hmm. right.
0: Of the pandemic.
2: I think what we've learned, especially during lockdown, complete lockdown, is that we had to get creative with what we were doing to relieve stress or let out some kind of emotion because I think a lot of people, people's coping mechanism rested outside of the home. Mm. So whether that be the gym or just going out and socializing with people, that was all taken away. So I think we all had to come up with new ways of getting these emotions and stressful feelings out during that time. Um, So I feel like people have tried new things, tried to learn new things and pick up new hobbies at home, myself included. Um, So that's what I feel like was the biggest learning point is that we can't rely solely on what is outside of our homes to get that stuff out. Mm hmm. So what are things
0: that we can do in the home that. Help to relieve stress, things that are kind of naturally there, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Doesn't require us to
2: like kind of go out and find it or Mm -hmm. participate in it. Yeah. So there's lots of things that people can do at home. Um, There's lots of creative avenues that people can go to at home, whether you're into DIY or construction or building or things of that nature, reading, journaling, cooking, baking. There's a lot of things that can be done at home. if, even if you don't have like a backyard or something, just stepping outside and moving around a little bit. Um, that's what I was able to find comfort in during that time, is just getting up and moving as much as I could.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's, it's interesting, because again, I reflect back on some of the beginning of COVID and what it was like at first to really be mm-hmm. completely isolated. Yeah. And that whether we say being creative and coming Mm -hmm. up with ways to de-stress or to keep ourselves busy Mm -hmm. because it was such a different way of life, at least for my family it was. And then as time went on, right, we got farther and farther away from that Mm -hmm. as things started to change or we went back to kind of a more typical way of functioning. So it's it's interesting now because there were some things Mm -hmm. that were positive that came out of it, and it's – it was – hard to hold on to those so it's like now that we're again kind of being a little more cautious Mm -hmm. it's coming back to yeah there were some things that in terms of again my family where we were doing more things together and spending more time together and so it's it's almost and I always come back to this idea of like what's what's the middle path right how do we have that balance between de-stressing or doing things at home that feel good even when you know we still have a little more flexibility to be out in our kind of typical society or typical world, so yeah, yeah, um
0: and I think that speaks to kind of it feels a little bit roller co- like roller coaster like mm-hmm. right, where <laughs> we were home, you know we our entertainment right was at home or near our homes, right? Mm-hmm. Walking, for example, um, and then it opened up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and then it really opened up and we were just going about life kind of fairly typically, for some people completely typically, mm-hmm. and now we're back to, right, um, really kind of being limited in yeah. some ways, maybe not as much before. Mm-hmm. Um, So what are some things young people, teens, can do um, specifically to help manage their stress?
2: So I'm going to tie it back to kind of what I was just saying. Um, I think some things that I'm working with with my own teens and something that other teens can try is finding things both inside and outside of the home that are stress-relieving, uplifting, and soothing because each day is different now and we're getting new information every day so... God forbid we do end up in a very isolated place again, finding things at home that will help you get through your day in a better way than maybe you did the first time around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think something we learned in lockdown is how important it is to, as a way to feel like balanced, mm-hmm. right, and connected is to be really purposeful and meaningful about our interactions, Mm -hmm. our socialization, right? So how can teens, given what you said earlier, right? That teens, even though they're back in school, Mm -hmm. right? They feel still not quite right, right? Um, They feel, uh, whether it's, they still feel lonely, right? Or they feel not as connected. What are some things that teens can do? Like tips, for example, um, to help manage those kinds of, like, stresses or those kinds of difficulties, challenges?
2: I would say finding those few people or that core group of friends that you do feel comfortable with and that you do feel like you're able to connect to, whether it is in person or through a virtual or through a screen, Um and just finding that comfort in them and being able to talk about these things that are challenging to them each day. Because that's something else I'm also seeing is that a lot of these kids have bottled a lot of these feelings up Mm. and feel like they don't have certain people that they can go to. So that would be what I recommend is finding at least one person that you do feel like you're able to connect to and really building on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what can teens participating in the group, specifically, that Mm -hmm. will start um, March 2nd. What can they anticipate, expect to learn in the group?
2: So I have a few things that I'm aiming to teach the kids. Uh, One of the first that comes to mind is the different categories of self-care. So just giving them a lot of education on what that means and different ways to go about self-care. I know that we'll be talking about stress and sleep and just giving education on that and how it can impact them day to day. And also they can expect to learn a little bit about this style of therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy and getting like a brief introduction to mindfulness and practicing acceptance and awareness. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
2: And who would you recommend to participate in the group? Any teens that are looking to connect with other teens or just teens in general that feel like they want a safe space to go to and share and also, teens who are just looking for ways to help them with what they're going through at this time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think today there's uh, any teen could benefit, <laughs> right, from some self care or some tips on just how to manage stress. So mm. I don't, I don't know a teen that wouldn't benefit from true, true. yeah, <laughs> being in this group.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If I was a little younger,
1: I might, <laughs> I might join in.
0: Yeah, not only the skills that they'll learn, right, or be reminded of, right, or be able to identify even if they're already practicing it oh that is self-care yeah, right yeah. and that's why it's important mm-hmm. or that's why it feels good when yeah. i do that and this is the impact it can have mm-hmm. for me or does have for me yeah um but in addition to that is actually coming together mm-hmm. right with other teens yeah. having a purposeful right consistent right Mm -hmm. weekly time that they know they're going to be able to talk about and with other kids their their peers about the stresses Mm -hmm. that they're experiencing and don't we all know how (laughs) right important it is to feel like validated in in what in what uh is going on with ourselves to feel heard and listened to, right? Yeah. And
1: and the shared experience, right? Yes. When mm-hmm. we're all together, and it's like, oh, yes, that's that sounds familiar, or totally, that's how I feel. So. Yeah, because right. a lot of the kids
2: right now feel like it's just them, and so mm-hmm. when I tell them that, no, you are not even remotely the first teen to come in with these kinds of challenges, that they feel better knowing that, because I think a lot of them do feel like this is just a them problem versus and a bigger problem.
0: Yes. Yeah. Shared experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, for our listeners, um, the group treat yourself a self care group for teens starts March 2nd. It will run both virtually as well as in person. Um, Anyone wanting to participate will have that choice based upon location as well as comfortability of coming in person or being virtual. It's a very dynamic um, hybrid situation with special technology that we use to make those participating virtually almost feel like they're in the room. Um, and registration is open. All you need to do is email admin at bridge to or intake at bridge to or call 856 354 0664 in order to register for the group. And the group is open to teens ages 14 to 17. All right.
1: Well, thank you so much, thank Tiffany, you. for being with us today and sharing some great tips mm-hmm. and some insight. We're really excited about this upcoming group. And hopefully people will, you know, hear this podcast and, and get ready to sign their kids up. <laughs> say, this is for my team. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to a Bridge to Balance podcast. It's been a really tough year, and no one is alone.
0: There are a million stories out there and we'd like to invite you to share your story with us. Or if you want us to tackle a specific mental health issue, please drop us an email at info at and that's Bridge to Balance with the number two.